good people what's good people in for a treat in for a treat yes, so we're at the 50 yard line <laughs> <laughs> it sounded better on the first take guys it did, it did, it did. the computer wonked out <laughs> So you're out here trying to make it up again. So, so we're we're at the the, the middle of the year. Middle of the year, and we're still making mistakes because that's because 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 it's God's plan. <laughs> God's to, plan to quote Drake. So this is the year this is, that many things have happened, and as a, as a result, because we're going to take this time to reflect, we're going to reflect on the music that's come in the past six months that has filled our lives with joy, and at times, thanks to Kanye, dread. <laughs> and debate what we loved and what we hated at this half year mark. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. So this is our best and worst of of 2008 in parentheses so far. So far. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's really 2018. Is, uh, did I say 2008? Yeah, I was gonna end anyway. Look, we'll get, I, I, I want to be back in 2008. Yeah, man, it was I want to be back in 2008. It was, Don't it was, we all? No, actually, no. That was still which which part of 2008? That could have been easily George Bush years. No, what I was mean, today, was it was 2008? Uh, November. Yeah, November. Yeah, 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 November 2008 was, like, was, was great. Yeah. that was a great day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, you know what? I'll take the George Bush years. Yeah. Uh, anyway, all right. Um, so yeah, let, let, let's <laughs> 2018. 2018. <laughs> if you just just tuned in, we're not from the past. <laughs> <laughs> We're not from 10 years in the past. Uh, yeah, so best and worst. Um, do we want to start with the best or start with the worst? Start, so we'll always start with the fun stuff, the easy stuff, the easy stuff to get to. I think I think the album that we both agree with, I think even though it's relatively new, that I think it'll go down in the end of the year as being one of the ones we liked a lot, just because it fit the kind of slap perfectly, was The Carters. Yeah, yeah. And we, we I mean, we already talked about it, like the, the surprise album of the summer uh, with, with Jay and Bay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's like the only album, like one of the few album projects that I've actually consistently gone back to. Mm. Um, it's just like, a, it's again, it's a great summer album. Yeah. Like enough said. And it's, there's no word clunkers. There's no like a word reggaeton album that comes in there. There's no like horrible Jay-Z bars. It's just like, you know, the only thing that's a little different is Beyonce's rapping, but then Beyonce's been rapping. It feels like increasingly for the past couple of albums anyway it's just two artists doing what they do really best over really dope production you can't really be mad and it's also fun motherfuckers which is kind of rare like it's like even in a lot of the records that are coming out now there's a certain level of darkness there yeah there's a certain level they're just like we're rich bitch and we're here living our best lives and we love each other yeah i mean you know, look it's dark times i understand it but yeah no i mean i'm glad that like you know, we're not talking about being on Zanny. Yeah. Or, you know, you, you know, we're like we're just talking about having fun. Yeah. And we're like living our best lives. Yeah. And it's <laughs> and they got club bangers, man. You can't get mad at like you know, like it's stuff where it's gonna be things to listen to at the barbecue, three a.m. You know, four or five hennies in. You know, trying to say that lost credit cards, so you have to pay that bill the next morning. You know, when you kind of one of those things. So it's something where I think it's I think it's. I think a lot of times we look for things to kind of shift the paradigm a certain kind of way and kind of blow our minds. Yeah. But so it's just one a good ass album, and that's what this is to me. Yeah. And that's why I think it's a great, 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 great choice. Yep. Uh, so let's actually um, maybe. All right. So you put on here, which I'm probably going to disagree with, the Black Panther album. Yeah. And and the thing is, here it is. And I know that to a certain extent, we haven't gone back to it as much as we we could have. But it's still a dope-ass collection of tracks. And I think most importantly, we are in a place where, you know, it felt like for a while you had these really dope soundtrack albums. Yeah. And they kind of disappeared. 
And I think a perfect example would be, that would be this new Superfly movie. You had Future, who's basically at the top of his future ass powers. True. And, and, and basically all of Trap, where in the back in the days, that would be a no-brainer. Because oh, yeah. a lot of Trap mixtapes are basically guest appearances. Yeah. Like those Waka Flocka, Waka Flocka albums, the Future albums, the Young Thugs. Like half of them are features of other Trap rappers and everything else. So on paper, it should be something easy to nail. Yeah. But we're not talking about it at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the thing, and I think it was Black Panther where obviously there was a certain hype for the movie. Yeah. But all those songs were really good songs. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Like, like I always, I thought the, the soundtrack, like, didn't really, like, I, it made more sense once I watched the movie, but it wasn't as, like, cohesive to the movie as I would, would have liked. Um, but as a, it, it, when I compare this against other movie soundtracks, like there's there's no comparison. Like this is like the best movie soundtrack, you know, um, of the past, like of the recent, you know, like say ten years. Yeah. Also, too, like you know, the fact that Marvel let you know, uh, you know, I guess uh, this happen. <laughs> yeah. Like and 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 it happened in the first place because think about it, Kendrick is a huge rapper. Yeah. So like, if I was if I was like, it's something where he could easily said no just because I'm busy. Yeah. It's yeah. too much pressure, but his ass is all over this album. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, yeah and, and, and and yeah. No. And, and it's cool to see you know like like I said, Marvel let this happen. You know, like like the the amount of power behind this album in terms of like the 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 cast that he's assembled, both old and new. You know, like like SBE, like you know. Like it's it's kind of cool to see that he let feature like the fact that feature said slob on my knob, <laughs> the worst <laughs> slob on my knob cover on, in falsetto on a, do, <laughs> on a Disney Marvel soundtrack. <laughs> it's a win for America. It's a win for America. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess it, it's something where it's it's the fact they pulled it off, and it's and 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 I get your point where it's not necessarily cohesive. Although I would make the argument that. A lot of movie soundtracks aren't necessarily cohesive because you got to go from different places to very quickly. So yeah. it's like, here's this track, here's the angry track, here's the here's the here's the they're they're making out in love track, here's a trap where the hero gets hit, here's a trap where you know it's, you know, and, and so there's times where I feel like it's it's less about uh, it's less about a continuous mood, I think, but kind of the album coming from this, but uh, but the songs coming from the same kind of place. Yeah. And I think that's why I, I kind of, like, it succeeds here. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is because it's Kung Fu Kenny. You know, and every song, he feels like he pops in saying something, an ad-lib. Yeah. You know, if he's not rapping, he's singing in the background, if he's, or he's saying an ad-lib, or there's something there, his fingerprints are all over the album, and I think it's a really good showcase. And I, and I hope that, you know, even though the Superfly, you know, I can't even say it sucks because it's just not even on the radar. Nobody really cares. Yeah. I'm hoping that in the future that when you have a lot of these, you know, as you kind of move into a space where you've got these black TV shows and black things happening, that, like, it would be cool to have an Atlanta soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, and I know, like, Atlanta and I know that, uh, like, Insecure, they'll put, like, if you go to the pages, they'll actually tell you the songs that they play for that episode. Yeah. So I'm hoping that, like... We kind of move into this era where you're going to see a lot more black visual arts on the screen. Yeah. That also there'll be complementary music from a lot of you know artists from white you know a lot of different artists 
of you know POCs. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So let's let's move into like probably one of the other uh, like big albums releases of this half of the year, which is the Cardi B. Ooh. Which is which is which is great. Yeah, I, I love that. Album. I love it. Like, and, and I like it like that. I think it's like again going back to like number four or five. It's up there. It's gonna be like a number one hit away. Oh, of course, yeah, of course. And, and I think you know, truth be told, you know, I know Cardi's been putting out like mixtapes. I think she has like maybe two or three mixtapes she's put out. Like she's putting in work. Like a lot of people don't realize that she's been rapping for a while now. Yeah, you know. Um, so she's been kind of honing her craft. I still kind of have low expectations for this for this album. Like it could have been. You know your average run-of-the-mill trap album, and still did the numbers that it did. But you could tell that Cardi put in work for this album. Yeah. You know she hones her skills. Her production is is dope. You know her rapping's dope. Um, you know it's a it's a you know it's a fun spring album. <laughs> <laughs> but you know I, I was just like mildly impressed by this album um, and, and the fact that there's you know I think it's like ten tracks. It's not even that long. But there's no skips, yeah. you know, um, and, and I think that to me is commendable. It's like this is her first major, like her major label debut, and she was able to create this, you know, this consistency and this vision um, that not that a lot of like, you know, especially female rappers, you know, just because of the industry, like they they don't get to achieve. Yeah, and and, and I think it's something where I, I think she's in the space. I think she's in a in a cool space where I don't know if it's because the the, the traditional way the untraditional way she kind of got put on where I felt like there's a lot of times where they focus on image yeah where it's like oh she's gonna have this she's gonna have this single she's gonna have we're portraying her sexy this kind of way yeah where she was able to kind of skip it possibly because she kind of came fully formed it's like look my this my brand is I'm the same girl that was putting up you know stripper complaining memes on on Insta, on you know on Vine yeah and you can't really change me too much so. You're gonna have to meet me here. Like, yeah. she, like she was kind of, kind of self, full self-contained. Where you know a lot of artists kind of get put into that ring and kind of become formed. And I think what's cool about it is the fact of, and you know, it's it's even though you know some of it was ghostwritten, hint hints. Even though you know there's a lot of things rolling around where you know, well, you know, she's this, she's that, blah blah blah. I don't think you're gonna find a more honest album. Like this album is a hundred, like he could, like it, it's this album is Cardi B. Like exactly. There's no, you know, going back to like even some of the other releases they were like, let's say like, um, like there's no extra version of, you know, in hip hop it's very easy to be kind of like, all right, you know, this is me but on steroids. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, you know, even beyond the idea of authenticity, where it's like, you know, there's a kind of level of rap ethos you have to carry around. Oh, of course. You know, extra. If you're on stage, you gotta have grab your nuts extra hard. Yeah. You know, you gotta do certain a certain perform from uh, performative thing you do in hip hop because that's part of it. You know, you're the master of ceremony, larger than life. What's cool about Cardi B? It's kind of similar to kind of old school Kanye before you know he went MAGA on us, where it's like this is me. I'm I'm every man. I'm the guy with the backpack, Louis Vuitton backpack. Want to become a rapper, and that's the same thing here with Cardi B. So it's kind of great to have like a, a. It's great to see a really dope, fully formed debut project. I feel like it's a rarity in hip hop and music in general. So you know, props to her. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely props to her. And I, I think it's it's actually kind of interesting too because you know I've said that every era of hip hop for the past like you know twenty years has had their sexualized female MC. But I think, like, on this project, I mean, she was pregnant when she was promoting this album. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, what's cool about it, and we're not going 
say she's not selling sex or she's not pretty, but she's selling. She's the way she. It's not even like she's selling sex. It's just her. Like she's, she's on her. stage yeah. twerking, pregnant. Yeah. Like it's not something where it's like, oh my god, you know, it like like it's something where it's like they're trying to sell, you know. And I hate to kind of juxtapose because I hate when I, you know, you do comparisons between people who are a different kind of, you know, they're doing the same genre, but it's kind of different. The only thing they have in, in, in um. The only thing they have, the only the only thing that they have to like that kind of binds them is like this their let's say their gender or their yeah, yeah. sexuality, whatever. But like like a Cardi like Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. So we had Nicki Minaj in the BT Awards where she's coming out there, she's crawling on stage, she's kind of doing this performative sexual stuff. Where you could make the argument that you know Cardi B was twice as vulgar. <laughs> But there's something about Cardi B where it doesn't feel like it's just performative. It doesn't feel like it's just like I'm just doing this to be sexy. It's just like that's her. She's a she's an ex stripper. She yeah. likes her sex. You know, she likes she. It's something very real about it. and sex is a part of and it's it comes from a place of empowerment. It's it's yeah. not something she's doing to kind of entertain the men, because you know yeah. it's something where it's like this is just me. This is me, warts and all. This is this is my sexuality. This is my hair. These are my fake boobs. She's too cool. She'll admit, and it's kind of cool the way she kind of puts that on stage. Yeah, and I think that's why we kind of all love Cardi B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Uh, what we're we gonna go to next? I guess we're gonna go to some hippity hop. Well, yeah. I mean, I I think we were were. I think one album that we both liked a lot was Saba. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I think going back to something where it's going back to the honesty of Cardi B, it's a different kind of honesty where, you know, Saba, he dropped a very sad motherfucking winter ass, sad motherfucking <laughs> album. And, and then, you know, it's something about basically how somebody came up with him, you know, who was young and, 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 and promising died. And it's something where it could have easily been like a simple project, but what's great about it is the fact of going back to how you kind of say you love your, you know, summer album, winter albums. It is such a perfect mood of like melancholy. Yeah. Where it's not necessarily a sad album, you can still bump it. Like I can still play it now and still be entertained. But it's a kind of idea there where he's working on concepts that are a little bit higher, where, you know, he could kind of do a song, you know, chronicling his friend's life. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like the album stops completely. It makes a very left turn. Yeah. You know, he could talk about like, you know, just like how I'm got a girl and it's, it's all kind of in the same kind of word kind of like like world it kind of builds in here unfortunately it's a real world because like I said it comes from a real world like real life consequence of his friend dying yeah but it's something where it's kind of hard to kind of because he could have easily just kind of you know crafted an album that's you know either very sad or very angry or whatever whatever but he crafted a work that's kind of stands on on its own even beyond that backstory it's just a dope ass album yeah no definitely definitely and I think it's it's you know you know that Chicago scene has has been being it's been prolific for a long time like there's there's a lot of cats that are coming out of that scene um they're not chief keith <laughs> <laughs> you know they're they're kind of like doing their thing and kind of bubbling on the underground and i it, it's kind of cool to see uh saba kind of coming out and uh you know like breaking out a little bit um and, and i think like the cool thing too it's like you know you know, we joke about hippity hop, but it's, it, you know, I thought the production was was refreshing. I thought the lyrics and like the content were was refreshing. I I feel like it didn't like go and and, and adhere to like the the same old kind of hip hop template. You know, I I think it was slightly different. Um, and I think that's maybe because you know his affiliation with Chance the Rapper. Like maybe Chance has, I think Chance had some like input on this album as well. Like there's just something that was different to this album, you know, uh, about this album to me um, that didn't, you know, like there's so much hip hop that comes out <laughs> on a daily basis. Oh yeah, 
And like, it's something about this album that just like really, really stood out. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely like, you know, Saba is a dude to watch. Um, you know, I, I want this guy to win. Um, and like I said, it's just like a very impressive project. Yeah. And, 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 and something where I think it's a rarity where it's cool to, in a world of mixtapes, and he could have easily dropped a mixtape, you yeah. know, because like even going yeah. back to the whole future thing where we had to, that early, early, I'll say, you know, Sierra break up future where, you know, obviously there was a melancholic kind of, you know, that was over all those great mixtapes like Monster and like 56 Nights. But the thing is about it where even though they're great albums, there wasn't that same kind of arc there. Yeah. Like, like the vibe was the same. The mood was correct, but the arc. And it's kind of cool to see somebody who's still working on that kind of level who's still kind of doing those kind of records. Yeah. Um, one that I love, I don't know if you'll kind of agree is a Playboy Cardi. You know, it was it was a it was a summer of Cardi and Cardi. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think what's great about this is the fact of where I think it's Pierre Lebon and all the other producers where Playboy Cardi is just kind of a cipher. He's just basically background chants. Yeah. And, and that's something to knock him either because beat selection is also a big deal. And I, I think of someone like him, he just kind of knows his beats. But what's great about the album is that it just kind of goes. And it's something where, you know, we're going to discuss this later, where at times where I thought, like, Trap was kind of on the end. Yeah. It's just kind of a fun little, like, vibrant little Trap album, which I can't really be mad at. And yeah. it's something where I think that it shows you there's still little nuances, little corners there, particularly production-wise and Trap. Yeah. That's there. That's just beyond just hi-hats and, you know, somebody sampling and playing, you know, four or five notes on a keyboard. So I think it's just a great little fun ass record. Yeah, I I, I can't really talk too too much about that because <laughs> I didn't listen to it. <laughs> support 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 your local trap star. I'm I'm being I'm being support old ass man. Star. I'm being old ass man on I this mean, one. Look, I'm I playing know. my old ass man card. Nah, I think I think I think when you wake up and do the old black you know the old black man thing you know you wake up maybe you know you know you're fixing some you know appliances in the house on a Saturday you're doing some laundry on a Sunday you know you go out there. Put that Bluetooth speaker out there. Play some Playboy Cardi, man. Style it, baby. Style it. I, I, I do have to say, like, that title is actually really dope. And the album cover. I mean, Like, the album cover, the, the title, yeah. like... Yeah, like, it's great. It's a great, great imagery. Like, yeah. like, like I do have to say, like, Playboy Cardi, yeah, like, like the imagery of, of, of what he's doing, like, it's, it's a, the optics are really dope. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, one last thing I want to kind of throw in there. The only thing I didn't like, only one flaw is, it, it, the album felt also oddly mean for some weird reason. I don't mm. know why. But there's a certain undercurrent of misogyny there, which, don't get me wrong, is this trap music, particularly hip-hop trap music. But it just seems a little extra. So that's the only thing that kind of, that like, I won't let me kind of, like, it, there's a lot of little weird funny lines there. I don't know if it's because he's kind of that, that, that stream of consciousness kind of thing he probably does, because Lord knows he doesn't rap. Yeah. He doesn't write his lines <laughs> before he goes to the booth. But that's the only negative thing. But still, I loved it. What can I say? Cool, cool. Um, so let's talk about the Sudan Archives. All right. Who you to, you turned me on. Yeah, no, dope, dope, dope. Like, box. really, really dope. Yeah. Um, you know, like, Stone's Throw, I mean, I don't know how they do it, but they pull out, like, some of the most prolific music and the most prolific artists, like, of of. I wouldn't say of our time, but I would probably say of our time. You know, like, I, I, I feel like, you know, and this is something I was talking to somebody about this the other day. It's like, you know, like, like, like Stone Throw is the only thing, you know, like alternative music has, alternative music has, you know, like sub pop. Yeah. Where it's like, you don't really follow the artists as much as you follow like the brand. Yes. 
and, and you had that in pieces in hip hop. Your your Def Jams. Yeah, your Def Jams. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Death Rowish kind of. But then again, you wonder if, it, if it's more. I think Def Jam because Def Jam was actually a record label where a lot it, it tends to be crews. Yeah. 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 But uh, Sudan Archives uh, is a violinist, um, and basically she's kind of making this really cool, um, like. I wouldn't. I I couldn't call it R and B. Like I don't know what to classify it as, which is which is great, but it's kind of using the violin as a base. Yes. To explore like different you know genres and different you know moods and things like that, and it's all kind of like her plucking on the violin to kind of like create like a bass line or something like that. Which, and I, to me is 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 really really amazing. You know, it's it's one of those projects where. Um, I've told so many different people about um, this year, and that's why it's kind of it's made my list so far. It's like people who are like, you know, like fuck music, man. There's nothing good out, blah blah. blah. You know, like you know, like the music, <laughs> those really deep music heads. Like I've told about this album. So yo, listen to that, to this album, and also too, like people who are just kind of like, oh, like you know. Like I want to explore something different. Who are like maybe they're not into more eccentric music. I've been recommending this album as well. Like I feel like it it, it works on both levels. You know, it, it's very it's eccentric and out there, but it's not like so out there that's experimental. Yeah. You know, and I think it's really kind of cool to have that album that maybe works in those different planes. You know, um, so yeah, no, it, it's. It's probably like the the one album. If you ask me what like my you know what my my recommendations will be, like this will probably be like the number one like recommended album I'll I'll give you. Oh, awesome. Like in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So now we we've we've heaped some praise. I say let's go into my favorite category, the hater category. <laughs> let me get my hate hate hate. Let me hate, get my hate. scepter, my crown. First off. Motherfucking Migos. And the sad thing about Migos is you can make the weird argument that thanks to Ape Shit, since they basically did the reference track, they should have a great year. These guys have had some great ass singles. You know, my man got married to another hot rapper. You know what I'm saying? It, it, this should be their year. But yet it feels like they dropped their worst basically project. It's 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 maybe five great songs and 15 boring ass full of tracks. <laughs> like it's, 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 it's basically high school detention in a record. <laughs> you know, you show up, you sit down, maybe you make some eyes of your friends, pass a couple of notes, tell how to cute girl, but besides that, it's just suffering for two hours. And the thing is, it's not necessarily a bad record. No. It's just the fact of where those songs are interchangeable. Yeah. Like, those songs are totally unrememberable. And the thing is, you could kind of, you know, I'm pretty sure you put in the car, ride around to it, you're going to be mad and turn it off. Yeah. But at a certain point, it's just like, you know, it's, it's a kind of, <laughs> it's a trap music that you can't play if you're really tired going somewhere because you'll crash the car. Because yeah. at a certain point, it kind of all blends into the same exact thing. Yeah. And it's kind of sad because one thing Amigos has had, I think, more than a lot of the other trap brethren is they've always had an idea of hooks yeah. and pop sensibility. So it's weird to kind of see them kind of, like they were just like, all right, we've got these twenty tracks. Throw it on the fucking, you know, on a hard drive. Just throw it out there. We'll have this album called Culture Two, because as opposed to Culture One, which is very concise, 
you know, let's say it's 13 tracks. I don't think it's 10. It's like, thir- like 13, 14 around there. Yeah. This thing is just one big boring ass monster. And we've kind of discussed it before where a good trap album this year was also um, Ray Schmerz, Ray, Ray Drummers, Ray Schmerz, Schmerz. I always mess the name up. And that was technically a three-disc album, and that album felt a lot more vibrant and lively over its runtime than Migos. You know, that yeah. felt like it was a... Yeah. a more, and like, it's kind of sad where you've got these dudes who are known for, you know, basically bringing, you know, this underground... Because it's, it's gully as shit, Migos. Migos. In a Migos bar, somebody gets slapped. <laughs> <laughs> Every other line, you know what I'm saying? And it's Versace. You know, it's, it's, it's not something where, like, they're making pop music. They're making pop music come to them. Yeah. And as a result, they, they have all these great features everywhere. So it's weird to see them basically, for all the good work they've done this year, for their own work to be so boring. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think, too, it's just, you know, like I the album, to me, I, I don't want to be cynical. It's like it was basically designed to game the, game the system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, it was basically designed to, like, you know, rack up like streaming you know hits and things like that which which is really sad because i i think you know stir fry is a bona fide hit you know it's 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 a hit that you know people still play in their cars you know and that track came out like january february march you know so like you know they have they have that ability to make hits and i understand like you can't make 24 tracks of that yeah um but you know I, i i think the 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 most interesting thing about this album is i i i feel like it it, it might have killed the 24 track album. Yes. You know, cause you know, Drake's views was 20, 20 tracks and you know, like remember was like 27 tracks, or whatever. I feel like everything that's come out, like the Cardi B, we just talked about is 10 tracks, you yeah. know, like Kanye's projects are like seven, seven, eight tracks. Carter's eight tracks. Cra- Car- yeah. The Carter's is eight tracks. I, I feel like it, it might have killed that whole like sensibility of, 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 of uh, you know, making like 24 tracks. And I think, you know, again, like, you know, no matter what you do is, is quality over quantity. Yeah. And I, yeah, like, like Migos kind of, you know, they, they, I, I, I see what they're trying to do, but I, I think it, it, it kind of left, left a bad taste in people's mouths. Yeah. And, and I think it's something where, and, and like, I was going to go nowhere, but I think where so somebody who just just they're known for their work ethic, they're known for making these great tracks. It's kind of weird to have them kind of like I said, phone it in. And like I said, they were everywhere. They won some great singles this year, yeah. and that's not their own. So it's kind of wonky to have them kind of drop an album where it's like, Meh, whatever. Yeah. It is. It is out there. It's out there. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go too deep, but uh, we're gonna go to another project which I was hoping to be really great. It was kind of really mediocre. Was um weekend. He's always been mediocre to me, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, there's no debate here. Yeah, no, we can't. I feel like you can't. You got to give the man his props. If it wasn't for for better or for worse, oh, he no. changed the shape of hip hop. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't have these weird, eerie, Six trappy slack. beats in the background. Bison killer. And somebody talking about how they're depressed, gonna kill themselves because the girl left them, and I've got way too much drugs, no. and my life sucks. <laughs> Like he saw, he started the emo R and B wave. No, he did, he did. Yeah. And look, like House of Balloons to me is is still my favorite project from him, and it's still like like it, it's it's a monumental landmark, like like project. Yeah, I but yeah, I I, I feel like he, he's I I don't know, like I, I've never been. 
every every album since has just been lacking for me. Yeah, I and I I, I could kind of I mean it's definitely his high mark, so I can't necessarily knock it. I feel like he had a good mix of both. I feel like the big change came with Starboy, where he went full pop. And the thing yeah. is, it wasn't for me per se, but I could understand the song craft there. I think where he kind of lost it, where speaking for a short trip, because I think this is only four songs, this is maybe even five songs. Like for this album, I thought was kind of unfortunate was he purposely tried to go back to his old House of Balloon sound. Yeah, and it wasn't. It was just an all right R and B song. Like you know, this this songs about Selena Gomez hurting his heart and whoop whoop whoop. Which I guess you know he thought it's weird because I felt that when he was doing House of Balloons, he was capturing kind of a moment of self loathing, particularly as a black male. Yeah, not to say it's not to say that it's it's hundred percent true, but that weird where you know what happens. Because we were listening to decades of songs of where, you know, R. Kelly, we hop in the car, we go into the club, we get turned up, bottles oh, yeah. everywhere, after party, same exact thing. We've been listening to that for like 20 years. Yeah. So it was cool listening to somebody saying like, you know, you know, I left my girl at home. She don't love me. She don't love me no more. I hate her too. I'm here for a stripper. I'm spending all my money. I've got no money left. She hates me. I hate her. This weird kind of, even though it's a kind of this this future kind of emotion and it's kind of very male, it's very focused. There's no introspection there. Yeah. The fact that somebody was thinking about like, yo, this lifestyle sucks, this party lifestyle sucks, was, to be honest with you, an epiphany because, you know, pop songs are always about how to, how to party is always awesome. Oh, of course, of course. So the thing is to have something like that kind of go there was great. And so that's why I couldn't necessarily get mad at him kind of going the opposite way he was doing party, pro-party songs that, are, that had yeah. this little edge to it. The thing is, what's here is like it's kind of serving both masters where you've got these songs that are supposed to have this darkness, this death because of a breakup, yeah. but yet they're not dark. Yeah. And maybe it's because, you know, even though, like, not to be funny, he could break up with Selena Gomez, he's got basically a supermodel right there as a plan B. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> poor baby. Yeah, poor baby. So I think that's where it is where, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how he kind of transforms where, like, I think that, well, where he's kind of rapping from is not the same exact way. Yeah. And maybe because he's getting older. Because at a certain point, you know, even as men, you know, heartbreak is there, but there's also, you know, shit like <laughs> <laughs> World War Three. There's still shit like politics. There's paying bills and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know gray hairs and there's a lot of things there so it's gonna be interesting to see how he kind of transitions because while definitely heartbreak is always there of course your life I think that it changes in the idea of where you know that I think he's gonna have to change into a different kind of way in the future because I think going back to that well to maybe reinvent himself or kind of go back to the old school way that that door is kind of closed to him now yeah I mean he's a it's, it's like a weird thing like I I, I always thought like you know Weekend's lyrical content was uh, was always boo boo, uh, but you know with some of his projects, you like it didn't matter. Like even like the track they had like uh, from the the Fifty Shades of Grey tra- soundtrack, like that shit was uh, amazing. Like yeah. he, he could pull out amazing gems, and even some uh, some tracks off off of Starboy I thought were amazing. Um, but me personally, I'm not personally invested in him enough to really care. <laughs> <laughs> Womp, womp, you know. womp. Uh, so anyway, um, you know, there's an album that that like I had to just double check and make sure that it dropped this year because it completely dropped off the radar. You know what I'm talking about? I know, and and, and you mentioned it, and I was like, that came out this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justice Man of the Woods. 
And and you guys at home, please check to make sure because I still don't believe it came out this I know, year. I'm, I'm on Wikipedia right no, now. It this, came out February 2018. Nah, February man, 2nd, the Russians 2018. Edit that shit. That's because there's no way <laughs> an album has fallen off that quickly. Like like, come on now, impossible. <laughs> you know you know what's so funny though? It's like like the whole genre of like pop has pretty much died in 2018. You know, like 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 hip hop is is, is so all encompassing. That like I can't even think of a pop project that I'm like, oh shit, like this is dope, like this is like whatever that's like thriving in, in 2018. Oh yeah, all, all the gods. Um, Katy Perry's flopping. Like Taylor Swift lost some pegs. Like her album sales like were great, but they were saying how it took her twice as long to hit her last from her last album. Yeah. And I think you still have a lot of weird pop albums going number one. Like you still have popular bands like 1975 and a couple of like really um Ca- Camila Cabello. So I always forget. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got these weird outliers. But at the way you used to have this pop machine where you'd have these certain acts kind of always selling this kind of money, it's totally changed. Like, yeah. But, like, you know, if you had to put your money down, even though I kind of was making fun of them about a week ago, like um, 20 minutes ago, like, I put my money on Migos if I put my money on Taylor Swift. You know yeah, yeah, no, yeah. definitely, definitely. I, I think, like, part of the part of the thing with, with Man in the Woods is, like, you know, it's not a great album by any means. Like, it, it's actually a pretty terrible album. Terrible? I, I, all right, I wouldn't say terrible. Like, I don't remember it. Yeah, but but you it know, it's unmemorable. But it's just one of those things. Like it, like you know, it, it also is compounded with the fact that you know, pop is not even moving the needle anymore. So it's like a double dose of hurt. <laughs> 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 you know, like the, like like if you're gonna come back and you're gonna make this big splash and it's like the whole Super Bowl thing, like you have to like really move the needle. Yeah, you know? and I and I think like like you know. Justin didn't do that. Like he was trying to kind of ape on the trap thing with a couple songs. He's trying to like re- recreate the whole like uh, his you know, thing with Timbaland and the Neptunes with some of the sounds there. He was trying to go country. Like maybe that was going on. <laughs> yeah. Chris Stapleton. Like he was just trying everything and it wasn't working. And I, and I think you know like like you know like you have to like really bring your shit in 2018. Yeah. And I and I think of his problem is the fact of where going back to how because what he was great with in the past was he knew you know future sex love sounds like he was always a little bit ahead of the curve yeah and I think it's difficult because going back to like the Migos comment where it's hard to compete it's hard to say oh I'm gonna grab this rap beat and it's this this hip hop idea if hip hop is right there in the charts with you yeah it's hard for you to say oh I'm gonna do this country stuff where country is as popular as it's ever been. We kind of know those tricks. You're not introducing to us anything new. Yeah. Like, you know, Miley Cyrus was out there, you know, twerking to like fucking, you know, doing country and twerking, you know, five, 10 years ago. <laughs> so it's something where you, it, you, 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 you're you going to have to, it's something there where that you can't rely on that. And I think the sad thing, going back to your point, was I think the reason why I was so forgettable was because the songs weren't there. Yeah. Like, you know, Justin Timberlake's had great songs where, even and he but he used to do that periodically. He'd be on stage and shit, you know, come out there, pull the acoustic guitar and does a little rendition and those are really well written singer songwriter type songs. And I think in this case, maybe because, you know, he's doing so many other things, the songwriting wasn't there, it wasn't as strong. Yeah. And he was just like, All right, but cool, I'll throw up this country shit, this trap shit, yada yada yada, I'll cover it up. But it's not. If the songs aren't strong, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. And that's where he kinda got stuck. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And then um, what else? Oh, my one one more hate for me before we go into I think a, a more kind of one that kind of because makes us both kind of sad. Um, it's a uh, Nazir Jones. I felt that <laughs> in a year of uh, of great like comebacks, where I felt like this year was you know it was the time I wanted a rap elder. 
Like I wanted to kind of have somebody kind of out there to look towards and kind of yeah. say, oh, that person's kind of still kicking ass for all these years. And you know, Jade definitely took some hits over the couple of years, and but Nas was somebody that was still he was still talked about. Nas, Nas, Illmatic is such a shadow across hip hop. Yeah, like, like even the young kids when they're not hating old school hip hop, so name check Nas. Yeah. So I felt like this was his time to kind of shine, and I felt like it was kind of weird for him to come out, and you have this classic rapper, and you know, coming out on his record label with a whole bunch of other rap albums. Yeah. And you know, like how is his album? that kind of week and I yeah. feel like it's weird where the house here has a career of where you could always point and say well he picked he's picking bad beats he's doing this he's doing that it's still wonky where like like he's doing all that stuff but like here he had the opportunity you know because for the most part you know it's crazy ass Kanye yeah so yeah, you know yeah. he had he had a master producer who could call pretty much any other producer <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you want a Wu-Tang breed out call RZA you want, you know, Premiere, I'll call Premiere right about now. Yeah. So he's left, he's got basically all the resources you could ask for as a as a rapper and still for it to be like a uh, yeah. release. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, we, we, we've kind of beaten this album to death. I do want to say I had a really interesting conversation about, like, Nas and, and kind of, you know, because he, you know, he's still old school. Um, and I think the person I was talking to was wishing that um, he kind of like was able to recreate, you know, like the Tribe album that dropped. I think it was the last year, year, yeah. year before, was a perfect like blend of what they were doing back in the day, but also making it relevant for you know, like like you know, the current generation. And I thought it was like like I think the hope and wish for Nas is that he kind of did that. And like I said before, like Kanye kind of set him up to do that, but like like Tribe was hungry. You could tell the hunger. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and all their lyrics, and you can, and all their vocals, and Nas and had to bring that same hunger, you know, because you know he's now he's like a VC now, you know, he's like doing other things. And yeah, kind of tell he's restaurateur. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, Matt, Mass Appeal, which is just a great record label slash magazine. Yeah, yeah. so you know, you you can kind of tell like the hunger wasn't there. Um, and I and I think like that that's kind of what 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 makes this album take the hell for me. Um. Yeah, yeah, and and I think the last thing I want to kind of talk about is kind of like the industry in general, and uh, Rory, because yesterday I came and then I was just trying to figure out something to play in the background and I put it on, and I was like, holy fuck, this kid, you know, this young ass kid dropped a double album of great tunes with, with you know with you know like notable stars coming in there and helping him sing these tunes like Korean Billy Ray, yeah, and nobody gave a fuck at all. Yeah, and and then the yeah. thing is, what's interesting about that was uh, apparently, like when he was kind of dropping it, like when he put it on social media, he basically, you know, industry played too many games. Gonna just wing it, Fo- it follow my heart and do it. In May, welcome to the woods, and like he kind of dropped this. Like, I'm just putting it out there, type shit. Where I mean, and it's a possibility maybe there's somewhere deep inside there's some record label involved, but like you know how they, you know, people are kind of indie but not really indie. Yeah, but it's just weird because it's such a great work where. You figure that, you know, Pitchfork would throw something out there or like a lot of others because it's content. You do it for free, but yeah. it felt like it was so below the radar that nobody even knows it exists. It, 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 you know, it's crazy. Like, like you put this on the the loser list and I was like, wait, why, why is this taking the L? But, you, you know, like, like when I hear your reasoning, it makes a lot of sense. You know, it, it's basically like 
one of the best albums that, of, of the year, in my opinion, that nobody's listening to. But it's also not on, you know, it's only on, on SoundCloud. It's not on, you know, like Spotify, Apple Music. Um, there's, you know, no, you know, he did like a little like tour where he like just basically tweeted out. <laughs> he went to the woods and tweeted out like where he was. Yeah. But there's no pub behind it. There's no like, you know, there's no money behind it. And yeah, like that's, you know, not to, <laughs> to, to, to you know, I'm using an analogy. If a tree falls in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And now we, that was a good one. And now we have the answer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's really kind of sad. You know, I, I, that's another album I've, I've been telling people about because, you know, I, I, I think that I, this is one of these albums that people maybe a year or two from now are going to look back and say, Oh, like that dropped this, this year yeah you know it's definitely an album that people i think are going to appreciate in the long term um but yeah the industry sucks like you know the industry like like the industry like the industry wants roy to rory to be you know (laughs) like whatever trap god or 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 whatnot and it's just not you know i think now especially in 2018 like the door is wide open for you to be whatever you want you know, like looking at all the like the the like the weird ass things that are popping up as number one. Like this is an opportunity for people to kind of you know maybe deeper express themselves. Um, and I, I think it's it's a missed opportunity. Um, so I, I would I mean it's an L just because of the industry. Yeah. But it's 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 definitely a win. It's, it's definitely one of the best albums of the year. Yeah, guy, people go listen to it, and and I think I hoping it's on. I know for a period it wasn't on Spotify. Like you really, you really couldn't find it. It was on YouTube, it, it yeah. was on SoundCloud, but it, it was weird. To, and then not, and not, not to say you can't find music on YouTube, but it was bizarre. Where, like I said, it's kind of felt. I don't even know how I even. I, maybe something happened. I think I'm. You know, I think it, ironically enough, I think I was trying to going back to the woods comments. I think the reason why I even knew it came out was because I was doing. I remember we. You spoke about it one time about how he was doing all these listening parties in the yeah. woods. Yeah. And then I was like, oh shit, he's got a new album. Like it was just luck that it popped in my head. And it's a damn shame because it's, it's a great album from artists who had hits. Like, you know? Yeah, I think too. It's, you know, it, like I'm, I'm looking on Apple Music right now and it's not, it's not, the project is not up there on the Rory, Rory page. So it's like, I don't even know if he has the ability to put it on like larger music streaming platforms. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's locked up. Maybe record labels like, oh, you ain't putting it out here unless we get a cut. You know, what you I'm know. Saying? So it's just like, it, it, and and that, and that, if that's the truth, then like that's fucked up. You know. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it, it's 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 an L for music. I wouldn't say it's an L for the album, but it's definitely definitely a loss for music. Yeah, yeah. Right, and that's about it. That was that was the. The things we liked, the things we hated, the things we were pissed about. Yeah, the year in. I do have to say, I, I have like a late like three pointer that I want to put out there. Oh, put it out there. Well, we, already, we already talked about this, but Daytona. Oh, Daytona. Daytona. The, the, Daytona is like the best so far. I think it's the best hip hop album of the of the of the half of year. Yeah, it's 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 because it's 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 pure. It's, it's something it's super pure. Yeah, it's pure. It's something where and it goes back to it's just it's just some some beats. And somebody rapping his ass off. And I think, <laughs> and I think we kind of have to go back to that. I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. All right, people. All right, people. Till next week. Until next week. Cl- click the subscribe. Click the like. Give us some feedback. Tell us if you love us. Tell us if you hate us. Tell us if you love Migos. Actually, don't because you have this bad taste. Tell, tell Reg that that you hate us. Like I might, might hurt my feelings. Uh,
<laughs> I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive. I'm an artist. I'm sensitive about my shit. Cool, Badu. Y'all better call Tyro. Peace. Peace.